0: Hello and welcome to my podcast. I begin every podcast with a bowl so that we can connect, find our centre and receive the insight from the podcast. this podcast, I wanted to talk about um, self-worth issues. It's such an interesting topic because from what I recall, when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't have, well, I didn't think I had self-worth issues, but I actually did. I was, I felt like a a beautiful girl and I had lots of confirmations that I was beautiful but it, it just didn't it didn't hit the spot with me I still judged myself a lot and I still compared myself a lot and I probably have compared myself and lived by other people's opinions for majority of my life what my mom thought my dad thought what my brothers thought what my friends thought what my stranger, strangers thought and I lived by that, and the cruelest person to me has been me. And I look back at photos when I was young, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, and I think, oh, my God, what was I talking about? I think I'd been giving myself a hard time for most of my life about not being good enough or not being worthy enough. And I'm a great believer that you can't force things You can't force awareness to happen. Awareness just happens when it happens. And then when it does, it's like a magical shift. And then all of a sudden you just get it. And it's like nothing will trip you up in the future. And that awareness has come recently for me, where I've realized that I've been living my life on what other people thought of me or what i thought that they thought of me and it was like certain people's approval of me or not of me colored how i would show up in the world and it was like my mom and dad think of me in a certain way but i only ever hear it from my lens anyway and then my clients and my students see me in a certain way and then my partner sees me in a certain way and my each of my children see me in in a way and then a student may not like the way you teach and so then all of a sudden their wrath or their projection sees me in a certain way and then I kind of pull back and all this time my tissue is ebbing and flowing and I'm discovering who I am or who I'm not and it's like the fierce criticism p- makes me pull back even further and shy away and and it kind of highlights things that I may have thought about myself in the past and I came to this strong resolution around opinions and worth. And so I wrote something, I wrote something on Facebook because I discovered something about myself. I've started painting probably about three years ago. I started to sketch. And then as I was sketching, I was using pencil on paper and I was doing small sketches. And I did about 50 of them. And then I had to go through the stage of adding colour. And so there was this big agony over adding colour. How could I mix colours with colours and what shapes would I use? And then I'd have to go to a paintbrush and then I'd have to choose what paint I was using and how does that paint work on the the canvas and are they going to have a good relationship together or when I actually finish the painting how's it going to go how's it going to look and so it takes time and there's this whole process of actually doing a piece of art so over the last four years I've probably painted around 15 big paintings now and they've all I've kind of let myself be free with them. I've let my hand be free and then I've been disciplined and then I've been more controlled and then I've gone a little bit crazy with it and then I've added splashes of colours and I've used different textures. And all the time I think it's about the work of art, but it's actually about me. And so I wrote this thing and it says, what is a work of art? It is a work that has evolved over time, well that's me, I'm nearly 48. It is a work that has feelings and I have feelings about everything. They're not just good feelings, they're bad feelings, they're all the feelings. It has movement. So I have movement and then I have stillness and I have fast movement and I have slow movement and I have movement when I'm angry and I have movement when I'm in pleasure and I have no movement when I'm angry and no movement when I'm scared. And it has consideration, has thought and care and how's that going to work together and how am I going to work together and it has pause and patience and things I like about it and then things that I don't like about it. And then there's this element of trust and as I trust I start to love. And then I feel the painting open just as I see myself open. And then I understand the passion of the colors that mix. And then the painting gives feeling. And then I go on to say, it is something that has taken someone's time to create. So it's taken a long time to create the art. But it's taken a long time to create me, 47 years. I always thought that I could not afford a work of art. So if I think of comparisons, I always thought that I couldn't afford to be that gorgeous girl in the French Riviera with style and the way she'd swing her hips and the, the jewellery and the colours and the hair and the man and the car and that whole feeling. I didn't think I could afford that. And the art, I thought art was something unobtainable, that to have a piece of art, I mean, because for so long it was pay for food and then clothes were exciting, but how much can I afford? And then I'd create the story around, oh, well, I can't really afford that, so I'll go to the op shop or I'll buy material or I'll make it. It's like the whole desire to have those things, but I can't pay for those things, so I have to create those things. So that kind of pressure made me create. And then I wrote, it was something you only get when you are rich, that you only get the gorgeous guy when you're rich and you only get the beautiful clothes when you're rich and you only get the jewellery and the artwork when you're rich. I think I really bought into the story, but it's kind of like the vision of love and beauty and health. And (laughs) now that I say it out loud, it's like a big advertisement, isn't it? So then I realised that if I created the work of art, I wouldn't have to buy it. I would merely have to become the artist. And it's true. Because with a needle and thread we can sew and with fabric we can create. And with a canvas and a paintbrush or even our fingers and the paint, we can paint. We can choose any color that we want. We can make big color, small color, little dots of gold. We can create the art. And then all of a sudden, the art becomes priceless. Or the product is something unique and different that no one has. And then all of a sudden, you become the creator. So then I wrote, being the artist is understanding life, all of it. Being the artist takes one through all aspects of life itself. And it does. Because you have to be brave and you have to trust yourself. And sometimes you think it's really bad and you've just got to press on and sometimes it's really good and you think, oh, should I add that little bit of extra component? Should I stretch myself some more? What's that going to do? Is it going to make it worse or is it going to make it better? And then I wrote, what is the end result? A work of art. And that, my friend, is priceless. And the question is, Am I talking about the art or am I talking about me? And then I posted a photo of me that a girlfriend took of me that's like 1960s with light behind me. And I realized that all I ever had to do was love and respect myself. All I had to do was make every little cell and every component of the cell and every atom atom in my body worth something. I had to make it gold. I had to love my angry. I had to love my jealous. I had to love my anxiety. I had to love my nervous. I had to love my rage. I had to love my passion. I had to love my vulnerability and my sadness. I had to let go of judgment I had to let go of caring about what others thought if I expressed myself. I had to say no when I needed to say no and I had to create a boundary when I needed to. When someone told me to shut up, I didn't shut up until I wanted to shut up and then that other person could have the expression that they needed and I realized too that it's all of me, it's not just my ego, it's not just me fighting from here or there or or trying to win the war. It's coming from a place of wholeness. It's coming from a place of my position in the world, of how I see myself and the worth of who I am. And what's interesting is that it's planted my feet so firmly on the ground where I understand worth. And I understand that my opinion is worth a million dollars. My opinion is not two cents. It's like I can have two cents or I can pause And I can be that work of art. And then I can say something that's really of value to the situation. Really of value to who I'm with. Really of value to what I'm delivering. Yeah? And so whether I turn up for my podcast and be real, or whether I turn up with a client, or whether I turn up for the the live discussions with Joanne and Gillian, or whether I turn up with my partner, or my children, or myself, I'm being honest, and I'm being real, and I'm facing it. I'm facing the world. And so, I've learnt to respect myself and not put anyone else's opinion in front of myself. And I can take the feedback And I can feel it and I can go, okay, maybe there's merit there because I take responsibility for it. But do I change myself completely? Do I shut my mouth? Do I block myself? Do I never express myself again? No, no. I'm not going to die with these words inside me. And so this is this podcast. It's awakening what's under the silence. Silence. It's giving normal people an opportunity to speak, to share what's under their silence, to give them the spaciousness to share and to speak and to be heard and to, to really be heard, yeah? And that leads to acceptance of self and perhaps it puts to bed... Some of the harsh criticism and opinions of others that perhaps have kept you silent could be your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your best friend, your ex-girlfriend, your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. So that's my podcast for today. So I'm going to read that to you again without my little Anecdotes by Bianca Mershinger Under the Silence What is a work of art? It is a work that has evolved over time. It is a work that has feelings, movement, consideration, pause, patience, likes, dislikes, trust, love, opening, passion, feeling, It is something that has taken someone's time to create. I always thought I could not afford a work of art. Art was something unobtainable. It was something you only get when you are rich. I then realized if I created the work of art, I wouldn't have to buy it. I would merely have to become the artist. Being the artist is understanding life, all of it. Being the artist takes one through all aspects of life itself. What is the end result? A work of art. And that, my friend, is priceless. The question is, am I talking about the art? Or am I talking about me? Thank you for listening. Until then, bye for now.